everyone uh welcome to episode 16 of gamers galaxy uh, i've got my boy wt here with me how are you mate good how's the foot feeling brother yeah it came back i was a bit naughty on holidays so uh ate some bad food <laughs> <laughs> yep that'll do it the holidays always get you i'm i'm a victim of that myself at times yeah the the wife's uh about to to uh have our first um so she wanted to have there's a thing called a baby moon have you heard of that no i haven't heard of oh is that where they're more likely to have it because like the pressure of the the world or something like that no it's uh like instead of a honeymoon you have a baby moon so before your baby comes you go on a holiday because it's the last one you'll have without your child for a long oh, time so okay now i haven't yeah. heard that term but yeah i've heard of the concept so very cool very exciting time for you and your family I I heard about it about six hours before we left, so um, I didn't even know we we're going away. So that's what I tell much of the control of the relationship I've got. So nice. Okay, boss, we're going. It was pretty cool though. We went down uh, to a place called Jervis Bay. This is beautiful area in Australia. It's about two and a half hours south of Sydney, mm -hmm. and um, it was a beautiful day. And the world's widest sand. You know, all the white sand beaches claim that. Um, and you know. Sort of saw her, uh, you know, had some lunch at, on this really nice picturesque spot and then went and did some glamping. You know what glamping is? No, never heard I don't. of that either. Mm -mm. It's like it's like a really posh tent you you know, put onto the side of a half building sort of thing. So, but it's not like a not camping, you got a proper bed in there and everything, but it's it is a tent, wow. but it's pretty tall one, yeah. So, you know, you got a cook, you got a, a cooking, you know, uh, oven in that there, and uh, yeah, so. We uh, had had some fish and chips um, in the morning on, and uh, yeah, came back. So spent twenty four hours, about a bit over twenty four hours, just um, just having one final weekend before the bub comes. Oh, nice, cool. Learn all kinds of cool stuff from you today. <laughs> <laughs> I only learned about him two days ago, mate. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, we're, we're both learning. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Um, Anyway, so I, I've, as you can tell, I've been a little bit um, preoccupied in the last month. I've been a real a bit, my slowest month of activity on, you know, keeping up to date with Immutable. So I'm going to need to rely on you a bit today, mate, to, <laughs> to talk, talk about. So let's get into it. What, what's, been, what's been happening on Immutable for the last, I think it's been two weeks since we've done this. So Yeah, looks like uh, they've got Danu Games unveiling uh, Avalon. It's a multi-chain uh mmo rpg looks pretty vast uh they got a decent number of twitter followers twenty five thousand. uh game looks pretty slick i'm very interested uh at, at where they're gonna go with this and I, I like that they're going cross chain that's and obviously i like they're on imx uh what do you, what do you know about yeah. it yeah i saw them and 
they like I, I I've told you before and other people on this show that I don't think multi-chain it's like saying I'm going to have a SQL database and I'm going to have a no SQL database and I, and I might go with this new thing called document you know like it's like why just choose one and build it of course a cool game but if they you know I kind of get it they do it because they think um you know they're going to in, in this current market where it's limited to the, the chain maxis, um, they're trying to scoop up everyone. But for me, it has the opposite effect. I'm not, I, I don't have much interest in you. If you're going to be on multiple chains, it's just, this, I think it's a gimmick. I want to play a cool game. That's that my complete motivation is to play the game is because it's fun. And if it is that, then I'll give it a go, I guess, if, but I'll need to rely on other people to tell me because you know, multi-chains. The funny thing is he's, he's um, comment was that they posted was that, he thinks that Immutable is going to win. And they use, he's on four other chains. The, the game, they built on four other chains before Immutable. So they said, oh, it's pretty clear that Immutable is going, going to be the home of gaming. So uh, interesting take. Where did he say that at? Like on a Twitter space or something? Or uh, It was written down on uh, on the... Sometimes they do the comment, you know, yeah. like the Immutable post the comment of what the founders say, and that's what he said. Mm, very interesting, so, very interesting. I've been trying to tell people that for two years, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no one listens to me <laughs> right right yeah so uh i saw you comment kagi jan you know he's, he's pumping his bags and ronan saying it's going to oh, go ballistic and all this stuff. it's that like guy. that guy yeah well, I, I got him I, he, he complained about me once so i so he said i don't want to hear like this guy just comes into my thing as it doesn't even follow me i'm like well you don't follow me i why don't i don't really like what you say most of the time i'm always arguing with you so, so I just put him on mute because, like, you know, if he doesn't want me to talk to him, he doesn't want to hear. If he doesn't want to hear a dissenting opinion to his own, then, you know, well, I'll just you know, I'll, I'll, give, I'll, grant, I'll grant him that. He was talking about the the comment you seen was in reference to what he was saying, but then he and in another tweet he was uh, calling out some other influencer for the only reason why he's talking about IMX is because he's pumping his own bags, and I get that happens in this space, but like he is like the king of pumping his own bag so i'm just like what and i i haven't heard anything like at all about the ronin i wouldn't even know the ronin what was going on with the ronin network if it wasn't for you because you fill me in from time to time like i don't see anything out there like how they're progressing who they're making business deals with and then i look at imx and like oh yeah by the way we're just you know collabing with amazon now you know like nothing to see here you know it's i, I the, the differences of what is being produced with other networks versus imx and i'm not just saying that to because i'm an imx fan it's like i just don't see the marketing and the collabs right. that other networks are doing uh in, in this uh, gaming and, space and you're not uh, i i you know i've known you before you were even into immutable as much as you are like you were into solana polygon yeah you had a couple other chains that you mm -hmm. all utilize you don't have any bias at all with chains you just like good projects and so if you, if you that coming from you is you know to me is like people that are actually doing the research are starting to see that immutable is building the best tools the best game development hub the best best place to build games and it's slowly starting to show now you know with the, across the ages get, going you know getting huge you know, um, you know the games coming out with their like a couple of games we'll talk about today as well. But you know, Space Nation, the ones that all these gameplay things that have come. So, you know, Ronan's they had they built 
like a lot a DeFi tool, their own DeFi tool, and they mm. spent so long build it took so long to build it that it meant it ended up mean their their game died because, you know, it needed more content to, to, to consume users. And um you know, they've built they've they've got some things right, like they built a socials login thing, but it's not and they've got their own their marketplace that they you know, that's their own ecosystem. They've got those people that built bought into them early on and they've got invested lots of money. Um they've got really good like engagement with their fans and created content co content creators i think they'll survive because they've done a lot of things right i think right. they'll be one of the top top 10 to survive in the next two years mm -hmm. um but will they be out solana immutable Sway, um arbitrum I mean, I haven't you know, heard Gala's anything about Arbitrum well. in forever. I haven't heard anything about them in forever. And like, I'm not saying Ronan's trash. I'm I, not saying that at all. I forgot Avex. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying Ronan is trash at all. I just to, to come out and say like that. What he said, it just it baffles me. And you know, Polygon's got some good context going on now that I think about it. And Solana's just you know did something where they're get, they're getting tested by Visa, I think it is, and. Uh, mm. I know Polygon's hooked up with a couple grand brands. So my point is, is like all these networks are new. They're all trying things. And if, if you're not doing something with big collabs with like these big players in the space, uh, you might want to start to, because I think the people that are doing <laughs> them with it are going to have a leg up. And I just don't, I don't see that with some of these. And for him to come on and be like, oh yeah, he's just doing it because he's pumping bags and he's the king of pump bags. It just, it just blew me away, but I don't want to make this yeah. all about him. <laughs> Yeah, no, but I, I do think this conversation is relevant because it's the frustration I've got is that the reason I started this content piece on Immutable is that I could not believe that there's just no one talking about them until until recently. You know, there's been a lot more recently. But when I first started doing it, there was no one, literally no one talking about Immutable and what they're doing. Um, you know, and they get all these so-called influencers that are, you know, calling for this chain going to be the greatest and they've won 20 games and 15 of them... I like indie low budget games and there's probably two games they've got i think that are seem to be okay that you know i mean they might sounds like they might be winning treeverse which mm -hmm. would be massive for them if they won that oh um, yeah yeah but um you know <clears throat> i'd be surprised if if lupify does go that way to be honest with you, he's a big eth eth guy and you know the fact that immutable, and he immutable was in the running and i'm pretty sure the zkvm and the ability to write contracts in in eth native and just copy paste you know over to immutable i'm sure that would lure him in i'll, I'll be surprised if he doesn't go with immutable now but because understanding who he is but anyway the point is that um you know there's this massive in the bubble of web3 there's this massive push for ronan but they they just haven't taken off even though they've got had the advantage start the head start um with that massive player base so we'll see did, didn't did ronan, uh, sorry go ahead didn't, oh, Ronan, uh, didn't Ronan have that uh, huge hack too? Not a long time yeah. ago, by the way. Yeah, how, it was only six hundred million. Yeah, how many has IMX had? <laughs> Zero. Yeah, <laughs> that's my point. Hacked. Yeah, well, let's yeah, move on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we got a bit sidetracked there. I don't know why. It was that uh, tweet that we engaged in. Yeah. Um, I, I actually un un when I replied, I you can click on the names and I unticked his name so he didn't see my reply. Oh. So, Whatever. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to deal with the guy. Anyway, so, cool. Uh, you brought this but, up to me. I'm gonna have to lean on you for this. Uh, Skyverse uh, looks like a. Uh, 
Oh my gosh. No, it's not Skyverse. It's not Skyverse. It's Skyverse, which makes it even harder to say. (laughs) It's like, mate, you know what? Seriously, it's 2023, almost 24, and you're still calling something Verse in your game? Like, you, you can't be serious. Like, welcome to Mutable Skyverse, but seriously, please change the name of your game. It's horrible. Like... I don't know if you're on my side with that, but mate, the, the, there's so many games with meta and verse in it. Like, there's yeah, so many Hun- hundreds. You're like, hey, I'm just another generic game attached to these hundreds that have got the word verse in their games. Like, it's just, um, yeah, yeah. It's got that anyway, kind so of what like that, what... Uh, Borderlands look to their to their their Twitter at least. Uh, not many followers, only 229. That's a little alarming. I don't know if they're new or just not marketing hard or what, but uh what kind of style of game is this here i'm trying to look to see what it is <laughs> so it looks it looks like a um a like a uh desert post-apocalyptic world and the right. type of game it is it's an it's an rpg where you you know like you, there's a map and on this map you you, you form guilds in like and then you conquer other other cities and other towns and other other um holdouts and and loot their loot so it's like it could something like the sounds like it's going to be like Rust, but okay. maybe not a first person not not a first person shooter. It sounds like it's going to be an RPG rather than a first person shooter. Um, big could be pretty interesting if they do if it is triple A. If it's indie, then you know it might be a little bit. Um, it just depends on what how 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 good their um, you know how in depth and how immersive it becomes because it could be a cool game. It's really good for for. Um, and the token is actually also relate like you can't form a guild without holding their token, so mm-hmm. that's a really interesting thing I've never heard before. So to start the guild, you have to have a certain amount of tokens and then hold them to maintain the guild. So that's a way of stopping people from selling them and starting forming guilds. So um, I gotta I gotta take I gotta take a warranted shot at them right off the bat. So <laughs> I you and me we dig into this stuff. We're we're, we're a little bit more lenient because we we dig and when there's something wrong with us, but anybody that hmm. comes to their Twitter right now, they can't, that you've got to tell people what you are in the simplest form. It should be in their main bio action RPG or something. They don't have anything like that. And that drives me nuts with games. There's so many games. There's so many projects out there. You got, you got a limited amount of time with people coming and looking at your project, probably like 10 seconds. And they need to know what you are. And that's not even in their bio. And that, that drives me up the wall. Sorry, Sky Skysverse, but you got to step up your game on that, man. Yeah, we've been a bit critical, like a little bit skeptical and critical. I didn't mean to come across that way. Like it's, I know nothing about the game. Um, you know, there's there there is a link on their Twitter to their website, so you can go right. there and see a little bit more. But still, I've been on it for like five minutes just for this episode, and I have had to do a like to get a f- understanding of it. it it's you know, it's it's not. It wasn't simple. It doesn't look about the game. Click on it, and there's a paragraph about us. You know, and sweet. I'm interested in this. I don't want to dig. For, I want to dig deeper. It made me dig in it a lot more in the tokens and whether how how they're gonna push push the tokens around and who gets what percentage and all those kind of thing. The typical Web three. So they seem very Web three focused and heavy, um, rather like DeFi style like mm-hmm. of game. That's my concern. You know, like there's. We, we, we don't know how you know just because you build on a middle doesn't make you an instant um motive your motivations around um making a great game i am on team game 
I would have rather have a game with no token and you can get skins that are NFTs and that's it. Like then a game that's DeFi focused and, but I also think a balance between those two is where my happy house will be somewhere where it gets the DeFi side, right? It adds value, but it's not the focus of the game. It's the game. That's the focus. Right. You know, and when I love that game, the DeFi makes me go, wow, that's awesome as well. Right. Because you're not going to get me to play the game because the DeFi is awesome. Yep. I did go to their I website did that one. while you were talking there. They do have it, mm-hmm. uh, Apocalyptic Tactical RPG. So, Gretz, I'm glad they did that. I, I didn't mean to be so harsh on them. It's just like, I'm looking at their Twitter. I'm like, what What? What are you? So, they've got it on their website. Yeah. Hats off to them on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, and they're early, it's early days. So, this this is a game that Kagi, going back to Kagi, he, he'd like this game because he's, you know, he's mass, you hear him comment all the time that, Play to earn is his his favorite spot. So, yeah, get on. Um, he does like games as well, though. I've watched. I used to watch him short tweet, tweet. So he, this one could be a good one. Strategy RPG, fun. Build up your team. You get your guild going, and you know conquer bases and get more loot sort of thing with 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 your team. Big wars against each other. How, how they balance that would be interesting. That, that's a challenge. It's a real challenge for any game, rather than a, a, a Web three game. Yep. You know, I played Guild Guild Wars. I don't know if you've ever heard of Guild Wars. It's, no, it's not. It's Web Two, and it was like, you know, the coordinated gangs would just take over the whole map. You know, in no time. So <laughs> you needed to, and then you'd log on, and that coordinated gang would be in, holding everything you got. Yeah, I wait till they go to bed. You know, turn off and come back on later. Right. So, so to get, it's really hard to balance those games. So I'd be, I'll be interested to see it how it goes. Um. Yeah, it, 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 it's an interesting one. Yeah. So we've been, we've been a little bit critical of it there, don't we? Hopefully they don't come across that way too much because, you know, it's early days. They're a young yeah, team. Hey, they're... It's, it's, it's meant to be constructive of how to help them out. That's what it is, so. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the roadmap is it looks like it's due out um, pretty soon. Um, the 1.0 release of the game, uh, quarter two, 2024, so another six months, eight months, nine months away before it... We can play it by the looks of it. Um, hmm. Yeah. yeah very, the stuff out. In the cup, yeah. I yeah. like the genre. I definitely like the genre. I've always liked that, you know, apocalyptic style, you know, desert wasteland. It reminds me of uh, Borderlands. I, I'm a huge fan of Borderlands. So, yeah. I don't think it's a shooter. I think it's, I'm pretty certain it's going to be like a, um, like a strategy game. Right. You can see there's, there's like grid. You can see like the hex map. Mm-hmm. So it's like str- strategical RPG by more than a like an action real time game. Right. Yeah, I see all that. I just I meant the the culture of the the wastelands apocalyptic the that Borderlands had. Yeah. I love I love that back that back uh, back setting. The comedy as well is pretty cool, and the art style is pretty cool of Borderlands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it looks like it's a hex based strategical rpg so interesting we'll see how it goes mm-hmm. yeah last night i uh i had to jump on and try it i, I hadn't tried it yet so i messaged you i jumped on token trove and i tried out the passport and man was it fast and it worked and i love seeing it just spun up a, a web address from my email and if i didn't know anything about web addresses i wouldn't have even noticed it yeah. No, it's uh 
<laughs> I noticed that it's interesting that they've implemented it already. Um, so you, you, did you were you able to put funds onto a, a passport yet, or was that was it just for show? It looked like I could. I mean, I didn't try it. I did it late last night before I went to bed. It's like uh, I meant to check this out. I just threw in an email and click, 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 and boom, there's my wallet address up in the right-hand corner that I noticed. It showed zero balance in the uh, profile. So mm. looks like it worked to me, and it was the, the speed of it and just the ease of it was uh, it was exciting for me to go through that process. Yeah. It's... um. It's going to be it's going to be cool when they implement the profile part of it as well and the you know the steam style application to it as well which means that you know i'll be able to like the next game we're going to talk about ember sword it's got its alpha playtest the dungeon the deep ultra ultra deep dungeon and i logged on today to have a game and what i do to have a steam like like add friend just to be able to invite them so you know what i mean like i mm -hmm. could just say have you you on my passport and as a as a as a contact and say send you an, if you're online at the moment i'd send you an invite just like steam to come play dota with me or come play this you, you log into the game and on steam and you hit at, you know invite and you can just invite anyone everyone that's online with one click and because i got up to the final boss or the second the first boss on my own and it took about 15 minutes and I'd only done about 5% damage to him. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get out. I'm, I'm, I'm done here. I'm not going to continue this. But um, yeah, so that's one thing Passport's going to solve is that, um, you know, that connect, that, what, where do you go right now to get a Web3 friend to play a game? Like nowhere. Like, right. Maybe you've got to join a guild and they're so fragmented. You know what I mean? Like, do I join own? Do I join game three gg you know like all or one of the actual gaming guilds like or a, a dow like eth lizards like i don't i just want to get, be able to play with everyone that plays immutable games that i get on with and just add them to my friend list and when i play with immutable games again most of them are going to be free so everyone can play them you know you bring up a really good point there about that i haven't even thought about that yet because we're so early in this whole process but like you know, for me, I'm an Xbox player. It's nice when I go on my Xbox and I can see if any of my friends are playing and I can send them an invite to a game and all that and what you just said. Yeah, that that would be huge. That would just be absolutely huge in the space for them to have that... Uh, well, it's coming. Ease of social a, interaction, I guess is what it would be called. Yeah, it's coming. It's not a pop dream. It's... I've tested it. Oh no, I'm not saying it's pipe dream. I'm just like yeah. it when, whenever yeah. it gets unveiled and it's working and working correctly, it's it's going to be a game changer. And that's a great point that you bring up. Hmm. But um, passport. You know, we've talked about it a lot over the last 15 episodes for this one. But it's, you know, I see comments from people about, oh, this is you know like, this is immutable passport. It's going to make onboarding so much frictionless, so much easier. Well, that's really a very small part of it. You know, that's like, there's, everyone can do that now. If you're building a game and don't have a magic wallet of some kind, there's something wrong with you. Like, you know, you've got, you've got to, as you saw how hard it is to play Polygon games, you know, it's got the biggest ecosystem of games, but it's just so hard and clunky. The old Depot solution, not the new ZKVM I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. There's like, 
you gotta you gotta create this wallet you gotta get tokens onto it like it's just it's impossible to get someone to play the game right so you know like it's it's that's why they're you know games leave it and go to somewhere else because now they've finally got sequence i believe on board doing their stuff for them on the depot side of things but you know immutable passport they thought about this from first principles you know what the game is need what the developers need a wallet that enables in-game transactions so that people in-game can 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 purchase things you can walk up to a character in a game at a, at a, at a, at a shop and say buy and it buys it goes to your wallet right and then that's the in-game that's the functionality of it you know they're also they're all interconnected one login one wallet one one address and then the ability to tap on your secondary wallets that are metamasks and things like that if you want to so you got so you, at least you can have access to those things for a read only mm-hmm. um so if you want to put stuff into a, a, a cold wallet you can put it into a cold wallet and and therefore no one can touch it and steal it because it's in your treasure but your your passport can link to it so that at least if you need to identify that you own it for to have certain access in a game or certain pet values in a game you can still use it you won't be able to sell it unless you move it to your passport but you won't be but you you still can utilize it so if you know that you've bought something that you're never going to sell like a skin like a csgo skin gun that you spent 400 grand on it you can put it in your treasure lock it up and still use it without having to put it onto your passport in the in the more riskier spot you know what i mean yep and then there's the the machine learning that's that they've built to prevent fraud so it detects certain things about your behaviors and if something goes out of the ordinary on a big on a big transaction they'll block it and they'll make you jump through hoops to make sure that you're the right person doing that um you know there's going to be warning systems i assume as well i assume they'll put in eventually like you'll get test uh, text to say uh you know someone's trying to do a transfer on your phone is that you kind of thing like two two fa sort of thing yep um you know if all all of a sudden some weird address wants to send buy sell all your stuff it's not gonna let it happen and then there's the the, what you just talked about the um you know the social side of it Mm -hmm. and then there's other things as well that i've tested with for them like um, achievements and things like that and gamification on the, on the passport side. Awesome. I think yeah. I'll cover I'm glad you, uh, like- brought up the security aspect of that too. As Robbie always says, security is paramount and yeah, you gotta have, you gotta have that. Cause the, the second that you don't, people will run and <laughs> we've seen that before. Yeah. Looking at you Ronan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what the funny thing is there is what's that guy's name from Limit Break? Um, Gabriel Layden, you know him? Don't know the name, no. So he, there's a game called Game of War. I don't know if you've ever heard it before. Oh, it's a yeah. Two. I know very well about yeah. that game. Well, he built that. He, he's a really smart guy and he's uh you know he's he's a fast speaking American, you know, you you, you know those types. Mm-hmm you know in, in your homeland mm-hmm. um they know the gift of the gab know what to say sales 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 and uh you know he, i know someone that spent 70 grand a month on that game and oh my goodness. lost their lost their marriage lost lost their business lost everything and um i don't i don't i wasn't friends with him i just actually did business with him through his company um when i was in business um so that's how i knew him mm-hmm. um but he was i got introduced by a friend that played game of war and I got him off Game of War to play Clash of Clans. I said, mate, you don't have to spend $1,000 a month here. You can spend 
thousand dollars for your whole game or, or nothing and still play and he changed over to i got him off his addiction and then he introduced, told me about this guy that spent it so you know he's the king of milk and money and he came into a thread once um and just ripped on passport saying no one will know that they're um this is early days this is a couple of months ago before anyone knew too much about it and what was coming um you know he, he ripped on a passport saying that the, the the gist of what he was trying to say was that you're not going to get any network effects from it because no one's going to know they're on passport because of the the passwordless login without their account you know so mm -hmm. i'd like to see what he's got to say now <laughs> once he finds out about what it actually really is you know right or if that was just or if it was just a fast talk and sales talk because he's building a competitor to mutable obviously he didn't get 200 million dollars to him given granted to him for do, to do nothing oh wow that's quite a bit yeah yeah Huh. Limit break. They're, they're building. They've been they're that Digi Daiku and all the you know the the, social, the Super Bowl ad one. That's him. Yeah, I I, I remember I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I, I man, I was big into Game of War, and yes, you're right about. I believe that number you threw out about you know seventy grand a month. I I played with this one guy. He just had unlimited resources, and you knew he was spending money. And I just asked him like, "What do you do?" And just curious, and he's like, "Oh, I run a diamond mine out of uh, some place in Africa." I was like. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. No, this guy this guy was doing well. He was making a lot of money, but he was blowing the whole lot on oh. uh, that game. That game yeah. wasn't even that good looking back at it now. It's like, oh my gosh, why did I play that so much? I actually farmed that game too for a little while. I found a way to gather resources and sell them uh, online. It was kind of cool. Ah, nice. dodgy, dodgy, dodgy. Yeah, nice. but then they... Uh, I think they got sick of it though, because they uh, they hyperinflated the economy. So like, they, they made resources almost the the amount you had to spend to get resources absolutely ridiculous, and it was there was no way I could farm that much. So they yeah, uh, hyperinflated me out of the economy. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, it was. I call it predatory, predatory design. Oh, it wasn't even a game. Sense. Anyway. Anyway, did you get a chance to play Empiswords Dungeon? No, but I looked at it and very dungeon crawler esque. Looked really cool. Uh, it reminded me of several things that I thought I was getting into, and uh, yeah, looked pretty cool. I'm gonna have to go uh, check that out for sure. So the exciting thing about Empiswords is the developer is like super passionate about games he was uh, in games his whole life and he just he wasn't a game developer he, he's he's built a professional team to build this and like he's not the designer he's he's got his vision and he's brought in a, an expert team and they're probably one of the best development teams in web3 if you ask me mm -hmm. they've built their own, they've built their own engine like unreal engine unity you know all those kind of engines like that level of engine oh nice which is that so because none of them could do what they wanted to do um and so he he, he believed that browser based is the future because you know he, he, anyone can access from anywhere so they designed it so that any phone any browser anywhere can run it and they've built the engine because no engine could do what they wanted to do and they've they've cracked this nut that they reckon they can have twenty five thousand players on the screen at once on a browser which is unbelievable wow um, that, they're not there yet, it, but they, when they when they finally optimize it, finally, that's what they believe they'll be able to have. Um, and they showed like models of it being test, stress tested to show that it could. Um, so yeah, but that's not the exciting part. The exciting part is like the design of the game is really cool. Like, I think you said something. Remember what was it reminded you of something? 
Uh, what something was supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't trying to. I was already negative earlier. I'm not going to be negative anymore. But uh, yeah, it was very dungeon crawler esque, and I didn't know. I didn't know Ember Sword was going that route. I honestly, and I said, I think it's the last podcast. Uh, Kagi was pumping this game pretty hard a while ago, and so I just put it out of sight, out of mind, because that's how I feel about recommendations from Kagi. <laughs> no offense, Kagi. <laughs> you uh, said you weren't going to be negative. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I didn't know it was going to be a dungeon God. crawler. The, the original versions that I've seen, I don't recall ever seeing this. So I was looking at it, I was like, oh, wow, this looks actually pretty impressive. And, yeah, it's got my uh, interest peaked because I do like dungeon crawlers. So I'm going to definitely check this one out. Well, I don't I don't think that what you were going to say was negative. What I, You said to me earlier that, that this is the game, what you imagine GOG would be. And it was, was supposed to be like this game. Right. But they've changed and pivoted for whatever reason. It's not easy to build this type of game. I and mean, you can... I just explained that they had to build their own engine to get it to work on a browser. Um, but what the cool thing about it is, is like you don't level up your, like you choose a class and that's it. And you have to level up your, your skills. Mm -hmm. you, by, what, by what item you equip is what skill you get. And then you level up that skill. And then say, for example, if you've got a, if you've got a wand, it'll, your spells and your abilities will be different to than if you've got a sword. Right. So like so when I I I I got a sword and shield and heavy armor become a tank so I had all these tank abilities, and I could spin you know and do all these spin attacks and stuff and you know but if I chose to be a ranger I would have got a bow and arrow and I do damage from range sort of thing so it, you aren't lim you're, you aren't the class your items set your class abilities so that's that's endless that's horizontal leveling forever you you can just bring in a zone that requires certain items to be able to conquer it. And so you'd have to go and farm those items, build them, equip them, and then go kill that dungeon. And that those items then become useless anywhere else sort of thing. So they can, which prevents the creep. You know, like the problem with leveling your character in games is that you get to a level and like you get to the max level and it's called end game where this here, people can join and come and go really fast. I'm sure there's leveling the skills as the more you play it mm -hmm. and you'll keep those levels, you know? So like once you learn to spin well and it gets to level five, but that's not your character level. That's just the skill. So your character doesn't get to the end game. You don't defeat it. You just, they constantly be content out, which is new items, which is NFTs, which creates more, more content for you to grind without right having this having that creep issue that leveling has we you know you get too powerful to go back and kill things okay yeah no you that's know, so a very interesting concept there very interesting yeah and it's and this is the first dungeon run they've done like the first one i played was above land where you're doing all the gather your resource gathering and then you get all those resources go back to your town and you craft items and those items become you know you can level them up like by getting more skill at crafting can make high level items. Very so, cool. Very yeah. cool. It's, it's a, it definitely is an, it's an MMO. It's more than a, a dungeon crawler like GOG was going to be. But that what we've, what, what they've released was just an experience in the dungeon just to show you what dungeon running will be like and get their feedback. Get yeah. your feedback. I think what I've seen but a while very ago, about what I've seen a while ago was the MMO part and I really wasn't feeling it back then plus the the Kagi uh, referral just didn't mm. do it for me. But yeah, once I seen this dungeon crawler, it's definitely got my interest. And uh, yeah, 
I'm looking forward to see where they go with that for sure. I will uh, have to yeah. play it and uh, talk about it a little bit more in detail next time. But uh, uh, there's one out there that just uh, FPS style Corby World. I know we wanted to talk about that one. They just had their beta. One tap. The 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 FPS is it? it? Oh, I'm sorry. Corby yes, Corby World is the company, right? They're actually a um, a guild, uh, an esports team. Um, oh. They they actually won something soon recently as well. Like I think it's COD, or I don't know. It's not like one of the. It's not CS:GO level. It's not the t top tier game. It, but it's a tier tier B, like one slow, small rung down from CS:GO and Valorant, and um, they won. So they're a pretty good esports team. Um, and they're and they're building this uh, one tap an indie style shooter game. So it's really under the radar, man. It's seriously under the radar. Um, they were on Solana and they've come to Immutable uh, about six months ago, and they've got launched all these eggs. I think I was announcing it back then. I was being like an ambassador for them, but then they finally got some more ambassadors, and I, I could let them, you know, stepped away and let their, everyone else be an ambassador because you know I just do it for a bit of you know help help the Immutable ecosystem. Right. Um, yeah, this, the funny thing is the games we're talking about today uh, all are on Immutable X, not ZKEVM. Um, so yeah, so Corby World's on Immutable X as well, their stuff. Um, but they've got the beta test on now. You can play it um, right now. So yeah, yeah. Get, if you like, like indie FPSs, get out there and have a go. Yeah, we need, a, we, need a good, uh, we need a good FPS in this space for sure. That is uh, something sorely needed because it's, it's such a popular genre and Hopefully they can pull it off. I'd like to see a little bit more about them. And uh, do you know if it's closed beta? No, I think you can. You need a key, but you can, anyone can apply and get it. So really, I've come unprepared for this because I can't play it because there's no server in Australia. And first-person shooters suck if you don't have a server in Australia. Oh, okay. even like not like so an MMO, you can play in Singapore. No worries. It'll, 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 it'll be no problem. You don't, it doesn't matter about that point two of a second. Wait for, you know, FPS just destroys you. So I, I just, I tried to play it and I couldn't play it because it's because of the ping. Gotcha. We get, we're pretty like 30, 24 million, 26 million people in the middle of nowhere. They're like, yeah, it's three, three billion other gamers elsewhere. We'll worry about them. <laughs> yeah. Know, so. Yeah, the, the, we get left out a bit. Unfortunately, the uh, tension is usually on uh, Asia and then the West in that order when it comes to gaming. It's just the where the demand is, supply and demand law is kicking in. Totally understand that. But cool. Uh, yeah. I think there was a, a big update in Gods Unchained, and I I'm almost positive you're a big time Gods Unchained player, right? Oh uh, yeah. You missed one though. We, we did want to talk about Chrono Forge. Oh. Uh, oh, oh. My oh, missed it. Oh, go back. Yeah. Um, just, just, they had their play test. I didn't do it because it was a download, like from a Google Drive and like, you know, put it on a bloody launcher, please, you know. Um, but the, the guys are Australian. Um, I interviewed them in this episode five or six here of this project podcast. Really smart guy. Um, they, they were long away to play test. We had a huge amount of positive results from Twitter, from all these accounts I've never seen before. So they've, um, they're slowly building momentum. Um, their game's out early next year sometime. It's Immutable X, not ZKVM as well. Um, so gas-free gaming, um, that's why they chose Immutable. And 
their contracts are ready to go. Um, game is really fun. It's another RPG, ARPG with an overworld as well. So it's two zones, two different styles that you can, you saw it, you can fly around. You saw the video, mm-hmm. maybe you can put it on the, if you do the short on this part, you can show the video of them flying around. Um, there, and it's like a really cool ARPG game. I've watched it that play live a couple of times. It's like really colorful. It's like Diablo, but more pretty colors, you know? So it's kind of like that style of game. Right. The, you, uh, you brought this up like 10 minutes before we started this, this podcast and I had never heard of my it. Fault. And looked. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. I just, I'm just setting the stage here. I went to their Twitter and right away, right off the bat, it says <laughs> multiplayer action RPG, RPG built on immutable X. That's how you do it. <laughs> if, I didn't know anything about this game. I know what it is now. And then I scroll down, yeah. I see the, uh, the, whatever that creature is flying around the world, the, uh, world overview. It looks like where you go to get to the places that you want to go. You scroll down just a little bit more. They have some really cool art. Uh, looks like possibly they might be doing some cinematics of some sort. And then you scroll down a little more and they show the kind of top down dungeon crawler esque part of the game. And yeah, this one. This one definitely is piquing my interest for sure. Uh, I don't know much about it, but just on the gameplay alone, this is what, like, if Guild of Guardians would have been this, holy smokes. Like, and I'm not knocking Guild of Guardians. I like what they have now. But, like, this is very polished. It looks very interactive. Uh, Like I said, I don't know much about it, but just looking at the gameplay, I'm like, okay, I need to look into this one more. And they have... Seventy-eight thousand followers, always a good sign. So they 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 have some people looking at them. They're around for a while. They'll call PX Quest when they first came out, and they're a little little pixelated thing. And I, I stopped paying attention to them um, because I didn't like pixelated games. I don't play them. Um, and they all of a sudden I just come across them again. I think it was Jonah Blake. And we'll talk about him soon as well. Um, he had a video on his on Twitter, and I was like, "What's that?" Chrono Forge, mm-hmm. and then I looked looked into it and saw that it was PX Quest. Changed their name, rebranded, and I was like, "What the hell? <laughs> this is the change. This is awesome." So it's my it's in my top five of all Web three games. This and and uh, Embersword are up there in my top five. I probably like of things that we, we've seen mm-hmm. and like not concepts of what people are building, but actual things with gameplay that we that we've seen. Then they're in my top five. Yeah, yeah, I'm very, like really, really. Go. Okay. I'm man. very impressed. Just quick look, my first impression, and I try to put myself in the shoes of someone that's never seen it before, doesn't know a lot of, about Web three. They look at this, this, this pest, this really, this passes the smell test of like how you want to engage somebody that knows nothing about Web three, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, you know, this listen to that interview. I think it's episode six or seven. I don't know. You'll find it if you look around. Um, Crane Forge interview. I think the guy's name's Lachlan. He goes by uh, uh, I can't remember something. Founder Dog Berto. Yeah, that's him. Okay. Um, just a super smart guy. Uh, he's really like you can tell. Just the conversation we had. I was really impressed with him. Really switched on guy, and that's why I've got a lot of belief in the game as well. You need to have that kind of person leading a project to choose the right chain, to hire the right people, 
to focus on your energies. It's not, as we always say, it's so hard to build a game. You need a leader, not not a game leader. He was a project manager, so he's project, you know, managed big multi million dollar projects before, and that's not easy. You know, seventy percent fail of all software in the whole world. Seventy percent of software projects fail. Seventy percent don't wow. actually end up going live because mm -hmm. of how hard it is to make software. Um, there's lots of reasons why that, but you know, a lot of the time it's financial and people overgoing over budget and then getting pulled. Right. And you know, he's I, I asked him, I pulled him, pushed him on it. So like, have you got enough to get this out? Because I know he hasn't got a lot of money. And he said that him and his partner are working for free on it. They're not taking any salary at all. Wow. And um. And they've got a team from all over the world that are passionate about gaming. So that translated to me that they're, they're, they're working on a promise. <laughs> so, they, and he said he's got enough money to get it out, to get it to, to launch. And, you know, I believe that it'll be a really, really successful game because it instantly log on. No drama's done. There's no, an AMA, no, no NFTs. AMA on October 20th with him. Uh, 47 minutes long. I just bookmarked it. I'm going to go back and listen to that uh, here eventually. For sure. Yeah. Anyway, keep an eye out on peoples. If you're not aware of Chrono Forge and you like ARPGs, it's a it's a little gem. Yeah, it's a secret little gem that's going to blow Web three apart. I reckon. Yeah, I'm glad you brought it up. I'm glad you uh, let me know about it because it definitely has got my interest <laughs> peaked. So thanks for that, brother. <laughs> no worries. And now we can go to God's Unchained. I hope you've done some research because I didn't do a lot. <laughs> uh... I am a, I am a, I am a player of it. I do play it. Not every day. You know, it's uh, boy. Where was it? Um, I don't. I don't know much about Gods Chain except it's a card game. It's the biggest one in IMX. Obviously, lots of volume on there. Lots of participation, which is always good. It's an expansion. It's called Tides of Fate. Uh, from my understanding, the cards can be changed via these crystals now that combine with Mana Surge, and then you can spend the mana gems with a card that has the mana surge keyword and then when you do all that it upgrades your card so very cool concept i don't know a lot about it besides that just kind of looked like a new new content for gods and chain and you, you always like seeing yeah. new content added to games this is this is probably them out of beta now i'd say um it's season two and it's 140 new cards which it's a huge number of new cards, but they've got, they had 1700 before this little drop. So it's only like not even 10% more cards. So it's not that big in comparison to how many cards you got. They got nearly 2000 cards in this game, mate. Oh my gosh. <laughs> a lot of them will be game, like one-on-ones that, that are not allowed to play. So they, other than in show games, mm -hmm. that's it. Like what's well, that, that guy, um, I don't know. He's in. He's one of the biggest streamers of Gods and Chain. Did turn one uh, win with this card that's worth that cost a hundred thousand dollars. He borrowed it from someone. Someone sent it to him from their wallet to him to play and show how he, and to try to make this video, and then trusted trusting with a hundred thousand dollar card. Oh my god. <laughs> This scene's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> Probably that diamond miner guy from Africa that I met a long time ago. <laughs> Probably. I, I think it was. I think it's Strong Ants actually. The, you know, he, he owns a few sports cars, so I think he's not too worried about the hundred grand. Wish I didn't uh, have to worry about hundred grand. But ultimately, it's uh, new cards, new uh, 
God's abilities. So each God has, you know, there's six gods and they all have, you can choose from three abilities at the start of the game. You mm-hmm. can only have one of their abilities. I think, so they've got f- new abilities. Um, there's a, it's a huge change, meta change, meta. Like I haven't played it since those cards are available yet. I played last weekend, not this weekend, because I went away this weekend. Mm-hmm. Each weekend when you play, you play God's Unchained, you're in a tournament, like it's called Weekend Ranked. And if you get, depending on your rank is, you get a set of how many, okay. So there's different ranks you can be in based on like your MMR, you know, how you're ranking based on how much you win and how much you lose. Right. And then what bracket you're in, when it comes to weekend ranked, it says, okay, well, you can, if you win 10 games out of 18, you win this. If you win 11 games out of 18, you, get, you win these packs. So the higher rank you are, the higher, the better value packs you can win. But so it's kind of exciting game. Like it's um, just a little bit too long. I'd like to pay for an hour rather than two hours, you know, like each day to play. That's probably why I don't play it as much because it's just too long. I don't have two hours every day to play card games. But right. when it's on mobile... When it's on mobile, which is soon, uh, you know, when Passport comes out, um, probably January, February next year, it'll, the mobile version of it will come out and I'll play every day then. Hmm. Very cool. But um, Across the Ages is catching up to it as, you know, claiming to be the number one game. Like, it definitely is number one at the moment, but Across the Ages, in terms of growth, it's growing. It's stagnated at about 19,000 NFT owners and about 200,000 down- downloads for the game, so... I did download that game to my phone. Uh, I briefly looked at it. I, I want to spend some more time with it. Just my time has been just crunched lately. Uh, but I plan on checking that one out also across the ages. It's definitely looks uh, definitely looks. It's a lot simpler. Polished. It's polished, but it's a lot. Um, well, I think it's harder to harder to learn, easier to master than the right way. God's Unchained is hard to learn. Like harder to learn, but you can get going from the start. You know what I mean? Like it's, you can get going and kind of get the gist of it from the start, but, and then you learn little things as you go mm-hmm. that are critical. It's, across the ages, if you don't understand the game at the start, it's like you don't have a clue what you're doing and it takes, but once you get it, I'm assuming once you build that knowledge, you got to learn, you know, that, you know, the break paper, rock, scissors sort of style of it and yes. a few little, few little uh, things. I think there's not too much to it. So it's a lot simpler game. Um, and you know, and it's a lot shorter. It's six minutes a game, mate. Gods and Chain can go for twenty minutes for one, oh, one wow. game. Yeah, it's a big difference. It's quality it's of too, life improvement there. Uh, yeah, when I looked at uh, Across the Ages, uh, that's that was the first impression I got. I spent like I don't know, ten minutes kind of looking at it, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna need to go look up some videos to find out what to do because I'm I'm a little lost. So. <laughs> I, uh, I I could t- tell what you mean by like you know it's a little little tough to get, but once you get it, the games are quick. Mm. Cool. I wanted to before we go into the final ch- talking point, I wanted to talk about Alluvium. I just um, how's that doing? I haven't I haven't checked on that in a while. Yeah. So they announced that there's another game coming out. Um, so they built four kind of pro- four major projects like the three games the arena the overland and the and the city builder mm-hmm. then also the beyond the collector's game the gamified collector's game beyond where you collect hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of cards and fill out your album like you're doing you know with physicals um okay. Eth lizards has made this program this uh where you can go in and compete and um find 
like a like a part a, a, an opponent and you open up your discs or your packs and you, you know you have a, like a, a pack opening off and whoever's got the best card wins sort of thing so they built this little game like a game inside the game you know which is we interesting because they haven't been selling discs much but this is a way to get people to you know you could have little events to entice people to open discs at you know play little tournaments and then therefore mm-hmm. people are going to buy discs so yeah it's really interesting it's really smart they delayed the um, release of wave three till after the game comes out which is i, I think they wanted they w- was going through the a vote but i think it's a smart decision personally i wouldn't have had it unless they needed the money i wouldn't have done beyond until the game came out anyway but right um i've got my wave one and two cards and some hollows and stuff so i'll keep those and see if they ever if Illuvium blows up you know they could be worth a lot of money in the future so we'll see um but also i came across something else um that they updated just recently um the 15th of october it's a little bit old but um australia brought in this law about games and having tokens and like it was just crippling mm-hmm. for or for it pretty much meant that you games couldn't have their token pretty much um paid out to players it literally would end it would it would make it impossible you know the for fees and the risk and all that stuff it literally the law was to protect consumers but it just you know what they say innovation stifling that's what it, it, that's what the law is australia's just known for it that's all we ever do we just stifle innovation all the time with bureaucracy um and so they've um looks like they've moved their headquarters to dubai oh wow Olivia. yeah well they've applied for it uh, and they're under evaluation so they've got a fair few of their team members builders in in dubai mm-hmm. i think six and, and they're moving it so they've applied to have because of the, and they mentioned the legislation out there is way favorable and uh doesn't stifle innovation so yeah. very interesting i know what that is all about here in the u.s man trust me i know all about it i can't tell you how much uh the sec here has protected me and i say protected in quotes and uh cost me quite a bit of money <laughs> from that protection you know it's it's yeah and then i go i gotta watch these companies move shop to vietnam or you know other places that are uh, over in asia for the most part that are allowing it so it's like my my little tagline is Good people and money goes where it's treated well. Well, it's the same thing with business. If you're going to treat a business well, bad, they, they won't survive. So they'll go they'll go where they can survive and thrive. And uh, it's the same concept. Yeah. So interesting. Well, we will see what happens with that. If there's a Australian senator that's trying really hard to get the law in, and he his proposals got rejected. You know, as usual. Right. They made too much sense, and they, no one could no one could skim off the top so <laughs> what they do that you're kidding me so but uh did you get a chance to uh see the between two layers this week by chance i did watch it in the background with like it was there was a uh, first part robbie was only on for a real short period of time and then they had that interview with with two guys uh jonah blake and that uh, gamer who's thinks Yuga Labs is going to be the gaming future. Okay. <laughs> um, and, and Corby World, their interview, and then they came back to Robbie for a minute. So did you pick up on anything in that? That was Yeah, I, uh, the guy, some guy named Orangey and Jonah Blake was on there. Um, uh, we talked about this earlier about how, like, they didn't even mention IMX at all. They, they had a really good conversation, 
Um, it was mainly about uh, pretty much Web3 theory of what's going to work and what's not and what games are going to work and what's not. And they talked about Web2 games and stuff, but like there was no mention of IMX at all. Like It was like, all right, why are you guys here? I don't understand that. You're on a mutable on an immutable podcast, and you don't and you talk about gaming chain, and you mention Ronan as the leader, and the, and not immutable. Like Ronan's got less than twenty games. Fourteen of them are made by indie devs building Axie side game little mini games, mm-hmm. and Immutable has two hundred and twenty fully funded, well funded sorry games building on their on their. Uh, ecosystem yeah they're like what went up and they've got all those tools ah oh, we've been over it all before and just i just don't understand like that guy especially he thinks he knows everything about you know he's the representative web3 thinks he knows everything about you know web3 and he just fades immutable every day every day like he puts out those newsletters that he put out a list the other day of all of these amazing things that happened in web3 it's like a list of 30 or 40 things and it didn't have anything at all that was related to mutable nothing about the huge amazon partnership at all probably had nothing nothing not nothing nothing at all nothing about the games they've won nothing about the tools they've built nothing about anything at all look what's happening on web3 and and immutable is just partnered with aws building specific tools for web3 games that'll make people onboarding even easier and cheaper and also gives 100 grand funding to them to so that they can get building quicker and and less risk of failure mm-hmm. you know at least you don't have to get a that's a hundred grand you don't have to get out your pocket you can you can you know that's a that's a that's a couple of months of runway yeah yeah you know, for some for some mid, mid indie games it's amazing how other big players in the space are not talking about that more i just i'm, I'm just flabbergasted even the ones that clearly don't like immutable x you would think they would be like oh well we probably should mention this because it's pro it's pro the space it's a big name tying to a platform infrastructure you would think you would be celebrating that just for the entire space and not just because yeah. it's not in your tribe you know yeah what do you you said something else about that what was that um uh with orangey and about- joe yeah, it was about the, the, the between two layers. I've gone blank. You said no, that's something fine. really cool. Uh, no, they were just talking about uh, Web 2 games that have worked and how it can work with Web 3 and what what was going to make it out and what isn't. It, it was a good conversation, but like I wasn't as engaged in it because I was like, when are you guys going to talk about Immutable X? And they weren't. So uh, mm-hmm. some other good things out of it. Um, Robbie was on and... He was talking about his recent trip and some of the 100 biggest names in gaming that he was basically rubbing shoulders with. And I like seeing that, uh, talking to these people. And three in specific, he talked about these were big names. Shangang Kim, Brendan Green, and Ken Cron. These are all CEOs. Uh, Shangang Kim was with uh, Crafton. And they're creating a Web3 game called Migaloo. I've I don't know much about it, but it's like a, a mature version of Roblox. I know Roblox is big. Uh, you got thoughts on that? Uh, I think I know that one. That's the they're, they're building that on Cosmos, not on Immutable, by the way. So I didn't know that. Really? Yeah. Um, that's is that the PUBG guys? Yeah. 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 So that 
So they're building like a modern Roblox on, um, you know. I think yeah, he is. Interesting. I think he is. I, there's Brennan Green's uh, the founder of PUBG. He's building a Web3 game, but there was no specifics given. But I, when I looked up yeah, when, uh, when I looked up Kim, he had some ties to PUBG also. And then Ken Cron is the ex CEO from Blizzard Activision, and he is heavily going into Web3. So maybe they're not with Immutable X yet. Hopefully, um, they're looking at Web3, and these are three of the big titans in the Web2 space looking at Web3. And Robbie's premise was like big people. They're, while they're not in it directly yet, or maybe they are directly in it, they are trying to figure it out so that they can capitalize on it. There's a lot of interest around it that we don't see. Mm. And is um, was that the the episode where they talked about the 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 sixty big of the biggest games? Well, they mentioned that um, before, but he was talking about it again. He said a hundred of the biggest names in gaming were at this place, and he said half of them. Half of them were definitely interested, looking to, into, or actually involved into Web3 gaming right now. Oh. Yeah, sorry. I should have done a bit more research on this son. Uh, blame my wife taking me on no, holidays. No, no. It's all right, dude. It's all yeah. right. Hey, we all got um, real lives. <laughs> sounds like I need to go listen to it. I did, I do, you know, it's funny. I do remember, I did listen to it, but I wasn't focused on it at all. Jonah Blake for some reason i remember that he faded immutable the whole entire no he didn't interview where well, he, they where didn't, he even didn't even mention it. them once yeah not once not even not even not even not even <laughs> oh my god like I, I i did pay enough attention to recognize that so it, that's all it I was weird remember it was weird because it's an imx cast carly is always you know talking about imx on her platform between two layers and they were like yeah. in their own little world and it was like they just like IMX didn't even exist and it was just like all right great conversation what what does this have to do with IMX again i <laughs> you know? it just it's like why would you mention some b tier chain for when you know when you're talking about gaming chain yeah when you're on the mutable platform when you're on the mutable podcast like if you're not interested in you know Immutable, mm -hmm. for whatever reason, don't go on their podcast. Yeah. Anyway, that's but, my whinge over. Uh, yeah, it's been a bit, I've been a bit whingy today, haven't I? Nah, that's all right. I'm it's back, all right. It happens. I'm back, I'm, back, I'm back from the beach, mate, and it's, uh, <laughs> you know, I've got work tomorrow. It's, it's Sunday here, yeah, Sunday night, oh, not, not Saturday. So I'm having a bit of a whinge, mate. Good, good. Thank you, listeners, for putting up with my whinge and being my therapy, therapy for the day. I'm ready for work now. <laughs> right. Uh, one of the other notable things, and we've heard this before, and I've known this for a while too, but like, uh, it's very apparent, uh, from what Rob was saying, the main focus is on Asia. Um, they are laser focused mm. on Asia and that's good. It's good. That's where the, that's where the volume is. And he was talking about, uh, Japan and Korea, they've got the biggest spenders. Uh, uh, obviously it's big in China, uh, with, uh, participation wise stuff, but like, participation and spending wise it's it's about japan and then korea so i thought i found that information pretty interesting as well and uh yeah you can't you can't uh fault the direction they're going in my opinion because you got you gotta it, it's survival you know it's survival and they got to go where the business is and so i'm glad they're going that direction i wouldn't want them to become them to be focused in the u.s right now because it's it's not good here at the moment <laughs> mm. 
that's an old another subject, isn't it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, Carly had this giant ring on her finger. I don't know if you knew she recently got married, but she had a huge ring, and I was like, dang, look at that thing. So <laughs> I sent her a tweet. I don't know if she'll respond to it. I was uh, took a picture of it, blew it up. I was like, that's a nice ring you got there. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a let's uh. I think that's uh is there anything else you want to talk about this week well it's supposed to be happening it's been a bit quiet hasn't it a little bit like there's lots happening but i'm at that point uh, where i just want game to come out yeah the other big news is uh that i seen was they locked they relocked the 125 million dollar or not 125 million 125 million imx tokens they locked them even longer till minimum july of 2024 and uh yeah I, I see why they did that, and it's good for the community, and that's pretty much all I've seen mm. this week uh, in Immutable X land. Yeah. Well, yeah, I've, I, I've got a bit of work to do to catch up again, you know, get on, on the news articles, got to come out, it's supposed to be tomorrow. Um, I'm working on a new ecosystem map, because it's a bit out of date, the latest one by a fair bit now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Um, Next week when we do the, the show, we'll uh, hopefully have a little bit more, hopefully have another guest soon uh, to talk to as well. I'm working on some people and I heard you are too. So Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. I think that'll do us today. I hope you uh, have a good week, everyone. And you too, mate. All right. You too. Everybody take care. Take care. Bye.